worship tonight to say, Alpha, beginning and the ending. Yes, you are. You are Yahweh, Alpha, Omega. We give you
I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the things I've made it when it's all. 
worship. Where I'm not gonna hold back my worship, Jesus. Cause it's all about you. Yes. I'm sorry, Lord. For the things I've made. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Say I'm coming back to the Oh, my worship is all about you, Lord. It's all about you. 
worthy of our praise. He's worthy of our praise. Thank Him. Thank Him. It's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about the things that He has not done. It's about Him. Giving Him glory. Giving Him praise. Giving Him adoration. He's worthy of our praise. He's God all by Himself. There is none like Him. Malebo Sakatandabosha. Lelebo Satanabosha. Lord, we give you thanks. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you are, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for who you are, not the things that you have done. Lord, I give you thanks. I give you praise, Lord. I exalt you, Jesus. I exalt you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give him thanks. Show your heart of gratitude to him. Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom, evening people of God. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives. Hallelujah. I thank God for your lives. By the special grace of God, I'm also doing well with my family. God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. I want to welcome all of you to this evening's session of our prophetic training. Hallelujah. That God is going to be a blessing to us in the name of Jesus. Those of you watching World Cup, you are throwing the matters of the kingdom away. You are watching World Cup. We shall see. This is a clear sign that you love worldly stuff than kingdom matters. After watching the World Cup, you come and pray and, and, you see, and yell at your, the topmost part of your, of your voice and sweat. Like a lizard that has stood pepper. You'll be sweating profusely and you want heaven to come down to the earth. You see, that's why I'm not God. Because if I were to be God, some people would never receive any blessing. Because once we are here handling kingdom matters, knowing spiritual and kingdom secret. Somebody has protruded his or her eyes. Huh? Watching World Cup. Amen. Meanwhile, all these things we are doing, it will not bring any spiritual knowledge to you, 
nothing. May the Lord help us all. Once you keep choosing worldly stuff to the kingdom matters, problem will come. Amen. Hey, Rosie, you see what you do. Hallelujah. Alright, God bless you and keep all of you strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. I want all of you to know that by the special grace of God, I love you all with the love of the Lord. Amen. And I pray that the hand of God will rest mightily upon it. That the Lord will grant us deep even in the kingdom of Hallelujah. All right, God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Great. This evening, um, I want to do a little introduction biblical numerology. Biblical numerology. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Biblical numerology. Amen. The question is why are numbers so important? Why numbers so important? Somebody said, Daddy, please give me. Daddy, please. Was eating plenty of meat to stop the flow of the appetite. It has not stopped the flow of the appetite. It can hinder a little bit of your connection to the signal of the spirit. It does not affect the spirit, it affects you. Are you listening to me? Can you all hear me now, please? Is it okay? So, the person's question, let me just touch on it. The person is asking whether eating plenty meat can affect the flow of the body. Why do you want to eat plenty meat? Huh? Plenty. So, Want to eat plenty meat? Hmm? You know there is definitely um, <laughs> the man of God said I can't laugh. Seriously, 
let me let me say some few things you know as a prophetic person everything around you should be perfect are you following and there are certain things we need to understand that um if you eat plenty you know you can be so the food actually can just put a whole lot of burden on your your spiritual sensitivity very important because whenever a man is in a moment of fasting when he has deprived himself of food most of the times the spiritual dimension of the man comes alive are you getting it when you are in in the moment of fasting you are not eating you are not drinking even when somebody insults you don't even have the strength to retaliate are you getting it the fasting is very 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 important it has a whole lot of spiritual significance in a man's life eating is also important and not too much eating eating is also important but not too much eating so understand that there is what food can do to you that can hinder your spiritual sensitivity some food can even give you thoughts that are not godly normal food once you finish eating them you start having certain thoughts because everything that we partake of has a spiritual connotation whether you are aware or not are you following yes and god is going to help us with some of these understanding and that is what a lot of people fight against because people think that you, get, you can just live your life anyhow because the holy ghost is in you just live any kind of life no that's not that's not what the bible says you can't be eating plenty and say the holy ghost is at work in me that's devilish you end up there is a certain frequency when you eat like that the spirit is involved you can still have the holy ghost and that spirit can torment you are you listening to me we don't eat like that so you have to be you say, oh man of god me i can eat five balls and i have, I have appetite for food there is a spirit tormenting your destiny and i've always realized this most people that eat plenty they cannot be sensitive to the signals of the spirit i'm telling the truth even your food can make your dreams look like you are a demon exactly man of god exactly you see the bible said daniel vowed he purposed in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portions of the king's meat 
they brought him royal meals. He said he would never defile himself. That means there is a certain defiling nature of, of food. You can eat and get yourself defiled. Are, are you listening? So you need to be very spiritually sensitive so that um, you don't put yourself into a lot of trouble. Someone said, please, what about pork? I heard someone talking about it. You see, this is why some of the reasons why God asked the Israelites not to eat of certain meals. We might just think that God was just trying to you know, give them laws, rules and regulations and those things. But when you go deep into spiritual understanding, it, might not, it does not really look like that. You know, can I, can I give a, a certain key <laughs> on pork? Pork is not an evil meat. It is not a demon. It is not demonic. Are you listening to me? Anybody that tells you when you eat pork, you go to hell. The person does not know Christ. But one thing you need to understand is that you know, you need to always, in fact, under normal circumstances, once you get food and you pray over it and sanctify the meal, what you have done is that you have heightened the frequency of that food to a certain frequency that can be a blessing to your life. Are you listening to me? If someone says, please, that what about eating palm nut soup? This one, everybody will bring food. Somebody will say, Gobet. Somebody will say this. Somebody will say this. Please, I did not do spiritual dietetics. I am a prophet of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, but the little knowledge that I have in the realm of the spirit is what I can minister to you. Amen. If you like, get snake meat, snake meat, and pray over it, and sanctify that meat and eat it. It can be of a certain spiritual significance in your life because of the prayers. Yes. Are you listening to me? But you see, one of the things I've realized about God is that when He is lifting men to heights, He will restrict them of many things. And He doesn't do that for, you know, like, I am God, do what I've said. No, that's not the main purpose for that. There might be higher reasons that you might not know. Amen. Man of God, I'll come back to that. Let me just hit this one. I'll come back to today's sermon. Amen. Now, I shared this the other time that when you look at the human being, the human being has a certain blood inside him. All beings, there are beings that have blood in them. Are you following? But the blood that we find in beings are different. 
based on the kind of souls they carry. So human beings have a certain kind of blood. Now, when you bring a goat and a sheep and you draw blood out of them, the color is red, but the content of the blood differs. So the blood of goat is different from the blood of a sheep. Are you listening to me? Good. Now, even you and me, there is an underlining of foundational figure of our blood system that proves that we are human. Even though our blood systems differ a little bit. But because we are all humans, we have a particular kind of blood called the human blood. Now, when you look at all the animals, now put this at the back of your mind first. That as a human being, this blood that we have in us is not the blood of Jesus. I hope you know that. And this kind of blood that we have in us makes us more human. And when we say somebody is a human, I've already said this before, that God did not really make us to be human beings. We chose to be humans by what we did, by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Even though God has a certain glory, in the human nature. But that is not the highest glory that God prepared for us. When we say a human being, we are speaking of the being that has fallen short of God's glory. It does not mean that you have lost the glory. You have just fallen short of the glory. Are you following? So it means the glory that God actually prepared for you, if that glory was hundred percent we ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and fell from hundred to twenty so a human being has a glory of twenty even though he was not made to operate in twenty percent of glory but hundred now because of the falling of our glory everything around us has gone down including our blood so why you are like this is because a certain kind of blood is running through your veins now you need to understand that now it is very very important to take note that in as much as this blood is spiritual it cannot be compared to the glory that we lost. Are you following? I don't want to go into details. It will switch me from my message. But when you look at the human blood and you go into the animal kingdom, there is a certain animal whose blood is about 98% like the human blood. So even when all human beings have been infected 
with a virus and they cannot transfuse another human's blood to another person they can look for that animal and transfuse that animal's blood into a human being and there will not be any change that animal is a pig so the blood of a pig is about 98% exactly like the blood of a human being exactly so you see under normal circumstances the more you partake of pig the more you become human it's as simple as that does not mean you are a demon it does not mean it is a sin are you listening to me but that is the spiritual knowledge behind it but i made a statement and i said once you pray over the food you will lift the frequency of the food to a certain height but you see all foods have their frequency levels are you listening to me and among all foods those with higher frequencies are those that are made of herbs those that are quite leafy in nature then you now move to what we call the fruits any kind of food that you see that is not really taken out of the earth or the ground that is mostly found a little bit on top of the ground has a little frequency above those that are found under the soil to leaves fruits you find these things on top when you eat these kind of meals you will realize that frequency wise you are being lifted are you following so by spiritual understanding when you eat pork you have not eaten a demon it does not mean you are a witch it is not a sin for you to eat pork amen but the little spiritual knowledge behind it is that when you eat pork you become more human more human and i told you that the main assignment of god for us is not for us to be human beings we are supposed to live a higher life so after eating pork you have to now come to a place of raising your frequency are you following all right so that's um just by the way with a lot of help i know people want to ask plenty questions on this one but i don't want to shift from my message because if you have any question on this one kindly keep it when um the time is due i will just um, help us with it amen 
Some of you move penam double. Move penam too much. And the modern is serious. What your body really needs is not beating. And yet, now be doing. Oh yeah, obey how you 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 trouble your body. Oh, it's true. Do you know when you eat plenty meat, there is a certain sickness that you call gout. Plenty meat can bring that kind of issue. Yeah, plenty meat. Oh, so please. If you want to help yourself, eat a lot of herbs. You can meet the woman once in their film. But some of you can. When we see the food you are eating and the meat pan that's on the food, it is like a sacrifice that we are going to give to Amadioha. Hey! <laughs> it's a Ghanini crime when you see the, the number of meat on the food. Ibokwen, <laughs> they are going to sacrifice them, the meat to Amadio. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not saying don't eat meat, I'm not saying it is a sin to eat meat, but you know, don't, don't put pressure on your own body. Are you listening to me? Can I give you a certain secret? There is something we call sinning against your own body. That is what Paul made mention of. Paul said, when a man fornicates, he sins against his own body. He did not even say he sins against God. So there is something we call sinning against your own body. People bring sicknesses to their own bodies. It is a sin to your body. If you don't take your bath, you are putting your body into trouble. It is a sin to your body. Some people will not brush their teeth. They will walk the whole day laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Those are the people when they take microphone in church, they say hallelujah. When they say ha, the, the microphone will just blow. It's true. To microphones, they say, well, sorry, Damien. Please, sound engineers, check. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right, let's end here before I put myself into trouble. <laughs> Amen. All right. So you see, people sinned against their bodies and they are struggling. And one of the things about your body is that, you know, this your body contains your blood. Are you following? And your blood contains a certain key which holds your soul inside this body. 
So inside the blood is a certain key called oxygen. Very, very important. Oxygen is actually found in its major quantity in your blood. And as a human being, this physical body needs oxygen because the blood must pump oxygen to the various tissues so that they can keep working and function in their normal state or the physiological moves. Are you following? The moment the oxygen content in your blood reduces, you start getting problems. It means you are getting close to death. Because oxygen is what keeps your soul in your body. It is the seat that your soul has in your body. And it is found in the blood. The Bible said in the book of Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11 that the life of the soul is in the blood. So your soul, that you always say, oh my soul is inside me. Your soul is actually sitting on oxygen in your blood. So the more your blood is deprived of oxygen, the more your soul departs from your body gradually. And you can trouble your body by what we call sinning against your body. Anytime you sin against your body, you actually cause your soul to move from your body. So there are many people who killed themselves by sinning against their own bodies. There was no demon, there was no witch. You can eat food and get diabetes. You can eat plenty food and get sicknesses on your own body and you will die. And there is no witch who is after you. Blood donation is a very spiritual thing. It is not a joke. It is not a joke. That is the reason why before you can donate blood, you must repent. I'm not saying don't donate you must repent because your blood contains your character. If you're a womanizer, it is in your blood. If you transfuse your blood to somebody, some way, somehow, the person will start womanizing. And you, I'm telling you the truth. This is what um, science cannot decode. Because what science will do is to only check the... Um, physical side of your blood, they will check whether there is HIV, syphilis, and all those kind of things. Once they find out there is no virus, bacteria, um, what, 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 fungi, or any other thing, they think, oh, you are fine. Everything they are doing is in your body, but they are not checking the spiritual aspect. They can't even go beyond your body into your soul, even though your soul is sitting in your blood. There is no machine that can detect your soul inside your blood. The only thing that you can do is to go to an extent of letting us know the deepest dimension of your body that cannot be seen physically. All the microorganisms are part of your physical body, but they are living in a certain sphere quite different from what our eyes can see. So these microscopes allow us to go deep into these dimensions, but they are still part of your body. Are you listening to me? Once they can't go beyond the soul, problems will come. You can check physically and everything will be intact, but in the dimensions of the soul, there might be a problem. 
And if that blood is transfused to the person, issues will pop up. Are you listening to me? So let us end up. Life is spiritual. That is why our fellow Jehovah's Witnesses will say they will never transfuse blood. They will never be transfused also with blood. Never. When they are dying, allow them to die. Blood transfusion will not take you to hell. It does not mean um, but that, that spiritual connotations and complications that come with that. If you don't know, you don't know. Are you following? Because repentance affects your blood in a positive way. Repentance. And when you repent, when you repent, there is a change in your blood positively. When you transfuse your blood into somebody, the person can start experiencing some positive things. Yeah, that is why you should, you should be mindful of who gives you his or her blood. Take your time. Amen. All right, that was just by the way. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. You can choose to throw on the blood before the transition can take place. Hallelujah. All right. God bless you. We are talking about biblical numerology. Biblical numerology. What is numerology? The study of numbers. The study of numbers. Today, take your calculator. We are going to do a lot of mathematics here. Amen. Yeah. I want to give you a spiritual briefing on what mathematics is about. Some of you hate math. Some of you do hate math. Hallelujah. If you hate maths, you might not like this sermon. But I would want you to love it today. I pray that by the time this sermon is coming to an end, the love for mathematics will enter into your soul. In Jesus' mighty name. Where did maths come from? Where did maths come from? When you hear mathematics, the first thing that must come into your mind is the formula. Formula. I hope you all know formula. Good. And what is a formula? A formula simply speaks of a certain foundational framework that creates 
or form and reform entities. Very, very important. It is a foundational principle. A foundational principle that forms something. What I'm talking about, I'm not really talking about the mass you know, even though it is also part of it. But I'm trying to give you the deepest insight and the spiritual understanding behind formless. Anytime you hear the word formula 2, the word that must come into your mind is to form. F-O-R-M. Form or formation. Now, this will let you understand what the Bible said in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. The word of the Lord said, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and the man became a living being. God formed man. God, he formed man from the dust of the ground. Now, that word form it is actually out of that word that we will have formation. It means to fashion. To fashion. Are you following? To, to fashion some crazy. Now, as you are sitting here right now, listening to me, you have, let's say you have like five clothes. When you line up all these clothes, they are not the same. Hope you know that. Why? Because the formula that was used to form them differs. And some of them, you made them with, let's say, three yards of a fabric. Some of them to use like five yards. Some of them to Jalabia, the Jalabia ones. Use like 10 yards, 12 yards. <laughs> Amen. So now, you form that cloth according to a certain pattern. They are not the same even in the shape. And the reason why you have that cloth in that shape and this one in a different shape is because the formula that you use to make them differs. Are you listening to me? So that's, that word that God formed man of the dust of the ground actually speaks or depicts a certain mathematical work that God portrayed in the formation of man's body. And I told you that the word formation, out of it, we have form. And form is a foundational principle. 
That foundational principle is what gives us the shape of a thing or the form of a thing. Let me just give you another explanation. The word of the Lord tells us that God, the God we know, He dwells in an unapproachable light. So where God is, not even the cherubim can approach God. Are you following? God dwells in a life that cannot be approached. Now, if this God, who cannot be approached, want men to see him and know him, what will you do? He will now come in a certain form that man can relate to. Are you listening to me? So God, who was dwelling in an unapproachable light, came in a form that man could see and relate to. And that form is Jesus. So we can say, Jesus is the form of the invisible God. The form, the shape of the invisible God. Now, in your room right now, you have light. When you switch it on, light will come. But if we tell you that there is electrical energy moving in your room, you will not believe because it is dwelling in a realm that cannot be seen. Just as God is dwelling in an unapproachable realm of light. So something must be in place that will give a clear sign that, oh, indeed, we have electrical energy in this room. So that your bulb that is giving you light is actually a witness or a testimony that there is electrical energy, that there is electricity. Are you listening to me? Even though you are not seeing electricity, you are not seeing electrical energy, but there is something that is making or testifying of the fact that electricity is here and that is the bulb or the television that you are watching once the the electricity power or the energy goes off you can't watch television again you can't light up your room again through the bulb so anything that testifies that there is another which we cannot see is called a form Are you following? Very, very important. And a deeper understanding also means that that thing is called the glory. The glory, which I will explain. So Jesus is the form of God. If you want to see how God looks like, look at Jesus. He's the very form of God. And I told you form comes out of formula. And formula is a mathematical principle. So, Jesus Christ actually becomes the mathematics of God. Are you following?
come upon you. The Holy Ghost sent from heaven. Beautiful. Good. So now, everything that we can see, when you look at your body right now, there is a formula that God used inside your mother's womb to make your body. Now, that formula is in your mother's womb. That is why the word of the Lord said in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, God said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew thee. So the formula that forms is in the womb of women. I'm talking about the formation of the human body. So people don't know how skeleton is made. So as you are standing here, the, the, the shape of your head, the shape of your, your buttocks, the shape of your cheek is as a result of the kind of skeleton or the skeletal system that you have. That is the reason why if you try to give your body a different shape from what your skeleton has already been freed, you give trouble to your life. It is called sickness. It is also called madness. When we look at your shape, you have a certain hip bone that is not all that big. That is the shape of your skeletal system. Don't go and bring a lot of adipose tissue. Huh? Don't release a lot of workload on your hip bone. You will break it. Let it be like that. Are you listening to me? The best you can do is to exercise. But the Bible said, bodily exercise profiteth a little. So if there is profit in exercise. Don't take in any drug to change your shape. Amen. And whether you like it or yes, any exercise you do, because it is not, you see, the reason why exercising your body is not detrimental to your health is because it is a physiological work. The more you do that, you begin to expand your own muscles. It means it is your own muscles that you are trying to expand it. And you are also shaping some of the, um, the bones in your skeletal system. Are you following? You. We will not have brania swan ayi. Daddy ebe ayi. Five hundred kg. Oh, bunikom. That's what we After four months, no, I had to say ayi. Full chicken, full chicken, I have to tour a person. Huh? 
May the Lord help us. <laughs> Somebody said to the chair. I'm not saying don't lift metals. You do that to shape your body and to also restructure any kind of, you know, more structuring in your skeletal system. Are you getting it? Okay, be more more Moses from the belly to the waist, I have a crack. From the waist to the feet, I have fear. And they look like Aladdin. Aladdin, a cartoon. Nessro crack, I form thing. We don't do that. So we said, "As I use." May God have mercy on us. <laughs> yeah. Amen. See, some of some of us, when you look at me, my skeletal system is not that um, you know big. Are you getting it? So the kind of body, the little I can do is to just gain a little weight. I can lift metals as I can. My muscles can expand to just a certain little、um, dimension, a little, and that is healthy. A little, <laughs> amen. But to do one man, the bono was stretchy and stretchy. No, 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 no. No, yes, you do not. A china and a boy can't. Oh no. Listen to this. Bodily exercise profiteth a little. Don't say it is a waste of time. No, you have to go to the gym. Exercise your body. Are you listening to me? Sometimes you can just stand on the treadmill and begin to run at a certain pace. You are helping your own body. There is a certain profit in that. Mind what you eat. You follow me? Ice cream, no don't do it. Don't be eating plenty ice cream. Help yourselves. Now I'm saying this because I'm linking this to the mathematics I want to talk about because we can't talk about numbers without talking about mathematics. And once we talk about mathematics, we are actually speaking of a formula. Are you getting it? Good. Now, follow me. So we all know that formation comes as a result of a certain formula, and formula is a mathematical principle that we use to get a certain desired result. Now. Why are numbers very important? Because God Himself uses numbers to get His desired results. 
to achieve what he has purposed. Amen. Now, when you go into the Bible, I won't take you into the、um, Hebrew dimension. It will, it will delay what I want to talk about and it will bring confusion. But follow me. I want to bring you understanding. In the Word of God, we all know and understand that naturally we have numbers. From, you might not count zero as a number because it is empty. Are you following? Good. So, from one to nine, all numbers in this world start from one to nine. Even if you add zero to it, stay in their level of quantity. It is from one to nine. Are you following? All numbers. All numbers. Every other number you get falls within this range. Very, very important. Take note of this one. Because it will help your spiritual understanding. Every number that there is falls within this range. And also, there is what we call Pythagorean reduction. It doesn't matter how big that number is, it must be reduced to fall into the range of one and nine. Are you listening to me? Good. So, if you want to really know the true number of a thing, it must fall within the range of one and nine. Let's take the number 2023. Or, okay, 2022. 2022. Now, if you want this number as big as it is, To fall into the range of one to nine, we go through what we call Pythagorean reduction. And by that, we begin to single out the numbers and add them. Are you following? So now, take your calculator, let's go. It is going to be two plus zero plus two plus two. And what is the answer? Six. Now, this number six has what it means in biblical terms. We'll come to that. I just wanted us to understand this principle first the Pythagorean reduction principle. Very, very important. Are you following? Beautiful. Let's take another number 1948. 1948. So it's going to be 1 plus 9 plus 4 plus 8. What are you going to get? 
22. Now, when you get 22, it is not within the range of 1 and 9. So you have to reduce it again. So it's going to be 2 plus 2, which is 4. Are you getting something here? Nice one. Now, let's enter into the scriptures and then we'll come back to the numbers. Understand that every number has what it means in the natural and in the spiritual world. But biblically, we can understand biblical numerology by looking at the pattern of certain numbers and to note their essence or their true meaning and nature. So in the word of God, the number one is the number of Yahweh. One is the number of Yahweh or the number of God. Preeminence, the number of Yahweh. Are you following? The Bible said, O ye Israel, the Lord your God is one. Now, that word one is the word ekat in Hebrew, which means unity. So, the number one is also the number of unity. So, in biblical understanding, one does not necessarily mean single one. Are you following? So, when we read the book of Okay. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the scriptures very soon. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, good. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, he said, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And that word one is the Hebrew word ekad, which also speaks of unity, the uniting force of a thing. Now, when we begin to read the book of Genesis, chapter 11, the word of the Lord said something when God saw, the Bible said, and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and bend them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime they had for mortar. Verse 4, 
And they said, Go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the earth. Verse 5 And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Verse 6 And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. It is the same word as that, which means the people are in unity. So there are plenty of people, but they have become one. And that word one is unity. And listen to what God said. He said, Behold, the people is one, and they all have one language. And this thing they begin to do, now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Because they were one in unity, God himself said, what they have planned to do, nothing can stop them. So God is one. The people also became one. So what is the oneness? What is the difference between the oneness of God and the oneness of the people in the book of Genesis chapter 11? It is a symbol of unity. That's the similarity. Unity. It is also the number of preeminence. It is also the number of Yahweh. Are you following? Good. Now, that is the meaning, or let me say the spiritual connotation. And biblically, what the number one stands for. The number two stands for partnership. 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 Or agreement. Or synergy. Agreement or synergy. The Bible says in the book of Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. The word of the Lord said, Can two work together except they agree? Two people cannot work together unless they have come to a place of agreement. So two is the number of partnership. It is also the number of agreement. It is the number of of synergy when we say synergy we are speaking of a binding energy certain energy that binds two things are you following it is also the number of loyalty It, it is also the number of loyalty. Now, what I'm teaching you, I will come and speak more of the spiritual implications. Are you following? Maybe you are just praying. You keep seeing the number two, 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 two. Suddenly, you can even see 222. Plenty things.
<laughs> all right, can you all hear me, please? Good. So, the number two is the number of partnership, it is the number of synergy, it is also the number of loyalty, it is also the number of submission. Submission. This number is really needed in marriage. And we'll come back to that. Amen. It is also the number of agreement. Good. Now let's move to the number three. The number three is the number, biblically, it is the number of divinity. Divinity. It is also the number of divine operations. Divine operations. Number three, number three is the number of divinity. It is the number of divine operations. For we all know that even though God is one, His oneness is unity. And that unity speaks of the unifying force between the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. Are you following? Divine operations. Good. Now let's come to number four. The number four is the number of the earth. The number four is the number of the earth earth as I said the number of the earth it also speaks of the cardinal points the four main cardinal points It can also refer to the four directions of the earth. There is also the four wings of the earth. When we speak of earth, the number four stands for earthly things or earth. We'll come back to that. Very, very spiritual. Now, the number five, biblically, is the number of life. Life. It is also the number of grace. 
Are you following? We'll come back to all these into details. Also help you with some spiritual understanding. And when I'm done, in our personal life, as our souls begin to manifest, we will also have understanding into these numbers in our personal lives. Are you following? I don't want anybody to forget that side. Very, very important. How you dispense your personal destiny. We'll come back to that. All right. So the number five is the number of life. Is the number of grace. The number six is the number of man. The number of man. So even the number 666 that the word of the Lord made mention of. The Bible said it is the number of man. So in the book of Revelation chapter 13 verse 18 the Bible said in this case wisdom is needed let the person who has understanding calculate the total number of the beast because it is a human total number did you did you read that it is a human total number and the sum of the number is 666 human total number hmm. this thing will help us understand human total number amen can we do a little mathematics here Good. Now, let's do a little mathematics on 666. We all know that 6 is the number of man. Now, let's do Pythagorean reduction on 666 and see what we are going to get. Hope we all get that. that. Good. We are going to get 9. Because 6 plus 6 is 12. 12 plus 6, we are going to get 18. We will continue with the other reduction. 1 plus 8, we're going to get 9. You hit the number 9, and I'll let you know the, the meaning of the number 9. What number 9 signifies biblically. Then you will know what 666 actually means and what the enemy is trying to achieve. He following now the Bible said 666 is something we should calculate, it's not something we just write. When you see 666, it is just a number, but it has a deep meaning, and until you calculate it, 
Look at the, what the message Bible says. It said, solve a region. Put your heads together and figure out the meaning of the number of the beast. It is, it's a human number. 666. The Bible said, figure out the meaning of the number. So the number has a meaning. The Bible said, with this kind of one, you need wisdom and understanding. Some of you think that the right 66 on your forehead, what is the meaning of it? So that people, when they are going to board the car and they see 666 at the number plate, on for that. This is, this is the fear crap. Me. Shit. <laughs> May God help us. Hey, lack of knowledge. Oh, me pa be breaking. We have suffered before. This one said, wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. So the number, you have to solve its meaning. <laughs> huh? The number has a meaning, but the meaning, we don't say it, we solve it. We, the other version is a calculate. We calculate. That means it is a mathematical thing. Are you listening to me? May the Lord help us. Alright, so the number six is the number of man. It is also the number that symbolizes insufficiency. Insufficiency. That should definitely let you know that man in, in himself is insufficient and he will depend on a higher hand. So if you continually stay in the number six as a normal human being, you'll be insufficient in a lot of things. God bless you, Frank. Are you following? Good. Now, even in the periodic table, in the normal periodic table that we have, we all know, apart from oxygen, the other element that forms the majority of man's body is called carbon. Carbon. I have a message on the podcast. The title is The Dust. The Dust. Go and listen to that message. It will really open your eyes. The dust. Now, carbon is the number six on the periodic table. And six is the number of man. No wonder, apart from oxygen, the other element that has a a certain higher magnitude in the formation of man's body is carbon. So anytime you begin to eat a lot of carbonated things, you become more human. Abono, carbono, donson, do banku, yose, yose, tin, nasa. Huh? Carbono, donson, nibia, carbono, nasa. 
carbohydrate is quite good because of the hydrate and when we speak of hydrate we are actually speaking of a dimension of hydrogen and a dimension of oxygen i hope my scientists are here and this thing will take me into a deeper dimension of the spirit for us to understand when hydrogen, what is the purpose of hydrogen in the human body, spiritually? What is the purpose of oxygen in the human body, spiritually? When we take hydrogen and oxygen from the human body, let's say in food, any food that contains carbohydrates, when you take the hydrate part, the oxygen, and you take away the hydrogen, you are left with carbon. And in fact, in carbohydrates, most of the times. Okay, I don't want to go into that. Some of you get confused. I've been acquired, I've been seeing Because people love food too much. That's why they have not become highly spiritual. Michel Demon Kwamu 26 at a go. Hey, you need to be grateful. I'm telling you. Amen. All right, let's let's continue. So the number six is the number of man. It is also the number of insufficiency. It proves that man is limited and definitely he would depend on a higher hand to fulfill his destiny. The number seven is the number of completion. To complete something. It is the number of holiness. It is the number of rest. And on the seventh day, God rested. We all know on the sixth day, God made man. The number seven is the number of rest, the number of holiness. It is the, because the seventh day of the week is a Sabbath day unto God that he made it a holy Sabbath. So seven is the number of holiness. It is also the number of rest. It is also the number of perfection. We'll come to perfection later as we continue. Alright. The number eight is the number of new beginning. The number of new beginning. The number of new beginning. Remember when God entered into a covenant with Abraham, God caused Abraham to circumcise himself. And then he told Abraham that every child that is born in the eighth day, the child must be circumcised. And it is also a number of covenant. Eight is also a number of covenant. It is also, we all know that God, when he brought down the rains on the earth to wipe away all humanity that were according to the race 
of the enemy. When man fell and began to, the Bible said, all the, the hearts of men became wicked. During the days of Noah, when God brought the rains to wipe away humanity, He started a new race of human beings with only eight people. Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives. So eight is the number of new beginning. It is also a number of a new covenant. God bless you, Sylvester. So Genesis 21 verse 4, eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. Are you following? Good. The number nine is the number of possession. To possess something. Very, very important and spiritual here. The number nine is the number of possession and also the number of spiritual height. Spiritual height. The height of spirituality. The height of consciousness. The number nine. Possession. So when you look at 666 and you begin to do Pythagorean reduction and you get nine, what does it mean? The enemy is trying to possess man. And he's doing that with two other numbers. Number four and the number twelve. We'll come to that. We all know what is what does the number four symbolize? What did I say? Alright. Is the number of the earth. Now, we can just decode the plot of the enemy. What Satan wants to do with just biblical numerology. It's a simple we can decode. What the devil wants to do just by biblical numerology and we can also know what god is trying to achieve by biblical numerology are you following so follow carefully so the number nine is the number of possession it is also the number of spiritual height now the number ten Number 10. The number 10 is the number of authority. 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 It is also Remember a time came when God in the book of Exodus 12 when God was telling Moses that the Israelites should kill a lamb 
and use the blood of the lamb to smear their doorposts because the angel of death will pass through the land of Egypt. Anybody who does not have the blood on his doorpost, the angel of death will enter and kill the firstborn. Now, when they did that, God said, every family should get a lamb. Every family should get a lamb. And the family should be at least 10. At least 10 in number. At least 10 in number. So the number 10 also is also stands for family power. Write it down. Family power. Family power. Very, very important. The number 10 also stands for the portion of God. The portion of God. From which we had what we call tithe. Tithe. 10%. The number 10 also stands for the portion of God. From which we understood tithing, which is 10%. We come back to all of these things. Someone said, so please, does it mean the number of the angel of death is dead? No, 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 no. It is the number of the family that God was speaking about. God said, every family should be at least 10. That means, and I say this one, under normal circumstances, when you marry and you want to give birth, you should not give birth less than 8. <laughs> <laughs> hey, say, those say eight, add the GHT and make it eight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Some of you are like, oh, man of God, I'm just going to give that to only two children. Only two. Only two. Shit. You are not serious. Two. Man of God, things have become tough in this world. Also. Only two children will be fine. You are not serious. Are you the one going to take care of them? I said, children are the heritage of the Lord. When God says he's giving you 15, receive. Myself, I'm, go I'm going to give birth to 19. And 19, when you do Pythagoras reduction, you're going to get 10. And 10, when you do another Pythagoras reduction, you get 1. Then you all know what 1 stands for.
Eric said, please, we calculate our destiny number by our data. I'll come to that one. I don't want to move ahead of myself. I'll come to that. And I will tell you the falsehood in that one and the fact in that one too. Are you listening to me? So that you don't depend solely on those numbers. Because God is the one that has made your destiny. Are you following? So it is only God that can really tell you what your destiny is. The numbers can just give you a little knowledge of how you express your destiny. But the numbers do not give you your destiny. Are you listening to me? Very, very important. That is why astrologers, most of them are lost. Because they don't refer to God. They just look at numbers and they say, that is my destiny. That is very wrong. The destiny of humanity is in the book of Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. To reveal Christ, that is our destiny. To reveal Christ. Are you following? So Paul said in the book of Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 he said when he it pleased God but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach so you see the main reason why God separated Paul from his mother's womb was for him to reveal Christ in Paul. And that is actually the main reason why God separates us from our mother's womb. Are, are you getting it? And God does this separation first by calling. And he calls you by grace. So grace actually starts in the womb of a woman. We will talk about that. Good. So, that is it. Now, the number 11 is the number of judgment. It is the number of judgment. So mostly, when you begin to read your Bible, most of the times, not all the time, but most of the times, you will realize that any time you meet a chapter 11 in any book or any verse 11 in any book, it actually speaks of God's judgment.
So Genesis chapter 11 spoke of what the people wanted to do and how God came down to confound their language. That was a judgment that God issued on the people. Are you following? Good. So we all know Genesis 11, how God judged the people who were together and wanted to build a tower to get a name for themselves. God brought judgment. And even in Exodus chapter 11, this was how God brought judgment on Egypt by releasing plagues upon plagues upon the whole land of Egypt. Are you following? Good. Now, the number 12 also is the number of government. I've been talking about that since um, yesterday. The number of government. It also speaks of the number of the establishment of the whole of God. Is the number of government the number of the establishment of the will of God? Good. You can't go through all the numbers, even though they all have spiritual connotations. But we do a little bit jumping based on um, some of the very very important numbers that we have in the scriptures now the number 24 the number 24 is the number of eldership of the 24 elders the number of eldership The number of eldership. A person can be brought into a certain height in the spirit realm where he can become an elder. Not only in the church of Pentecost. <laughs> Amen. Uh, the role of eldership is the higher spiritual um, ranks. There is a rank in the spirit realm called eldership. It's an elderly kind of rank. And its number is 24. And there are certain things that come along with that eldership position. The first is a throne and the second is a crown. We come back to that. When you look at your human body, 
your skeletal system, your rib cage, your rib cage. Naturally, you have 12 on the right, 12 on the left, making it 24. And I've explained this before that on at the tip of each of the rib bone, there is a crown like substance, something that looks like a crown. It is called corona. C O R O N A, not coronavirus. Corona. In fact, the word corona means crown. That is why that virus is a crown like in manifestation or in form. Are you following? Exactly. In, someone said in Spanish, Corona is crown. Exactly. And there is what crown stands for and what throne also stands for. But the number 24 is the number of eldership. Now let's jump. To the number 40. The number 40 is actually the number of a generation. A generation. Four zero is the number of a generation. Somebody said 38 to daddy. <laughs> The simple thing from biblical um, perspective that I can give to you about 38 is that it is actually the number of a crossroad. It is called the 11th hour. It is a point where you can meet God. So you see, there was a certain man who sat at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years. 38 years. And it was in that moment that a miracle happened. Now, even 38, when you begin to do Pythagoras reduction, it is 11. And I explained that 11 is a master number. We have been talking about um, 11th hour. 11th hour. It is a point of almost it means you are almost close to something good when you keep seeing 38 38 38 you have to fire prayer more you are close to something good and the god of the 11th hour must intervene are you following okay someone said i skipped number 33 all right 33 In the spiritual world is actually the number of human height human height you remember we explained something that the number nine is the number of spiritual height Good. Now, the number 33 is the number of human height. 
Now, what he speaks about is that that is the height every human being can go to. The man of God, are you trying to say those who are who have their ages beyond 33? What are you talking about? Relax. <laughs> I'm talking about something spiritual, so don't quickly look at only the physical side. Jesus lived on earth to the age thirty-three years, and since that moment, that age thirty-three has become an age of the height that every human being—that's the highest height that. Every human being can get to when it comes to spiritual matters. It is the spiritual height of humans. And I told you, when you go to the kingdom of darkness, you have this understanding. So they have set up their kingdom according to these things. So even in occultism, they have what we call degrees. Degrees. You have to hit the thirty-third degree, and their degrees is up to thirty-three. For you to become a grandmaster, and when you hit the thirty-third degree, no, the first degree you become you are a grandmaster in the first degree, but that level. Of your grandmasterhood is just little, but the more you grow and you hit, by the time you are you hit thirty and you are going to thirty-one, thirty-two, you are changing from being a human. Exactly, even in the heavenly realm, it speaks of the height. Of the life of Jesus Christ. Are you following? Jesus was a man, and the very highest height that he got to was in the time of his death. Very, very, very important. So, from that moment, the number thirty-three has become a number. Of the highest form of spiritual height, but because Jesus was a human being when he experienced that, it has become a pattern of human beings. Are you following? Good. Let me say one or two, then we will end for today. And we、we'll、continue, God willing, on Friday because tomorrow we、we'll、do family life. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody is asking a question, Papa. Why do they say life begins at forty? I said forty is、uh, is the number of generation, a generation. So when God walked with the children of Israel in the wilderness, one whole generation was gone for forty years, and a new generation started. 
till 40 years is the number of generation. Once you hit 40, it means you have lived a generation and you are bound to enter into a new generation. So that life that begins at 40 that you are talking about is a new generational life we are, we are talking about. Someone said, please, is 27 double perfection? No. You have to understand all these things. You take time and go into that. Amen. All right. The number 70, you all know the number 50, speaks of that which is golden. The number 50 speaks of gold. It speaks of Pentecost or the outpouring of the Spirit. The number 50, 500, speaks of gold. It also speaks of the outpouring of the spirit, which is Pentecost. Very important. We'll come back to that. The number, I didn't make mention of 35. I cannot mention all of them. I'm talking about um, the numbers that are um, spiritually or let me say biblically prominent. Are, are you getting it? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. I cannot make mention of all of them. Even though all numbers do have meanings. But you might not really see all numbers like that in scriptures. Good. 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 But if you look at maybe a number, and you are not really picking a biblical understanding on that. The simple thing that can help you is you can do Pythagorean reduction. Maybe you are 35 years old and you really want to check and you are not really picking 35 in the Bible. And quickly do a Pythagorean reduction, which is 3 plus 5, which will give you 8. And 8 is a sign or a number of new beginnings. Means God is about to begin something new. You can enter into prayer and fasting and that to know that new thing God wants to do. Then you alarm yourself. Are you getting it? So you can look at your age right now. Maybe you are 29. 29 by Pythagorean reduction, you will get 11. And I told you that. When it comes to understanding the matters of destiny in your soul, 11 is what is a master number. When you get mostly 11, 22, and 33, you don't really add them. Now, what I'm talking to you about is not really something biblical. You will not find it in the Bible. Are you getting it? But biblically, the number 11 stands for judgment. And it can also stand for 
you at a crossroad. You are standing at a certain the edge of a cliff. It is either you come back and stand well or you fall. That is that point. And it is also a master number. When we say master number, it, it actually stands on its own. Very, very important. We come into all these things. God willing to um tomorrow no. Tomorrow is from a Friday. Hallelujah. All right, great. Good. So now let's jump quickly to the number 70. 70. The number 70 stands for stature. Stature. You have come to a certain stature. It's the number of maturity. You following it is also the number of presbytery spiritually just as the number 24 is the number of eldership the number 70 is the number of presbytery now let's move to the number 72 you know we all know that God asked Moses to get 70 elders. He joined. And the 70 elders joined hands with Moses and Aaron. And they became the presbytery. Stature. Maturity. Now the number 72 is the number of governmental glory. Governmental glory. You can also say kingdom glory. Very, very important. So Jesus, from the beginning, he had 72 disciples. But 60 of them dropped. They were left with twelve. You all know that there is a link between seventy-two and twelve. Twelve is the number of government, but seventy-two is the number of governmental glory. You following? Mm. Go deep into all these things, God willing, on Friday. I'll pick each and every one of them and we'll begin to deeper understand. I'll take you into a school of the spirit. 
you enter into all realms of the spirit that by God's grace I know He will help you with some standards when you take charge of the things around you. Amen. And the number 120, the number 120 is the number of glory right in it. All right, people of God, the Lord bless us and keep all of us strong in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Good. That was just for today. Today we just did a little um, exegesis on biblical numerology. God willing. Please, family life people, will you, will you spare the people tomorrow and give your day to them? What you say is final, family life. Family life people, please, um, will you understand and give your day to the people or what you say is final family life? <laughs> they said no. <laughs> Yay! Samaba. Oh yeah, Friday is even mega one word from the Lord. Friday is mega one word from the Lord. And I really need to continue this message. God bless you, man of God, Adam for power. Please, let the pot points flow. Please. When we hit the last day of the month and we don't have it, we we'll go back to Zoom. We will all become the consumers. <laughs> Alright, God bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. As we are understanding these basic things, family life people, um, please, we beg you, kindly give us tomorrow. Amen. We beg. Hallelujah. And um, I will give I will give family life people one hour. Okay. So I will give two hours to um ah, put your hands together for the family life people. Maybe a single thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. You clap. Alright. Hallelujah.
Okay, Irene. You said, how do we break a fast? There are all kinds of fasting. Are you with me? You have a fasting that God has instructed you to do. That one has his own purpose. And you have a fasting that can have a spiritual purpose that you decided to fast on your own. Now, the fasting that God tells you to fast, that same God will drive you by the Spirit on how to fast. But if you decide to fast on your own too for any spiritual upliftment, you would have to fix the timing yourself. So there are certain fastings, God, because God is telling you to fast, He will not time it. There are others too that we time it on our own to achieve a spiritual purpose. Are you getting it? Good. Now, when you are fasting, the main focus of the fasting is not on you not eating. No. The main focus of the fast is actually the spiritual things you do whilst you are depriving yourself of food. I'll come back to that. I, don't, I just want to give this understanding. Because if you are fasting and you are just walking about doing everything, you are not praying, you are just going about, you are starving. That is not fasting. You are starving. You will not reap any spiritual purpose. You are just depriving your body of food. It is in this that people get ulcer. Because you cannot fast by prayer. You are studying the word of God. You are soaking yourself in the in the secret place and you know engaging in spiritual intimacy and you have ulcer. No. No, no godly fasting can, can do that. Are you listening to me? So you need to understand that. She said. Can you take fruit or green tea? Because green tea is the best according to what someone told her. Honestly. Can you all hear me, please? Good. So, yes. In fact, when you are breaking your fast, you have to eat something light. First thing, drink water. Then you take something light. Don't drink orange or any kind of thing that contains um, a little bit, you know, acid kind of thing like that. Are you following so get any kind of meal that will first dilute the acidic content in your stomach. So you can just put um, honey in water. Even that one, a lot of people who are doing dry fast, who have said they will not eat nor drink for days, sometimes they can you know, put little honey in water and be drinking it along at specific times. Because there are some of you, when we say, oh, you can just take honey and water. Hey, you. 
You don't, you don't do that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are dear warning in our master. Please, you don't do that. Amen. So if you want to go on a fast where you, you said you will not eat any food, then what will help you is honey. Don't just drink normal raw water. You can do that though. But at least you can add little honey to the water and um, be drinking it at specific times. And you, you can drink like three times in the whole day. And you, you just take you know, Sips. You don't drink it like you are you are you are drinking water like no 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 like you say Bodu has finished a race and he's drinking water huh so please relax you are not a deer panting for the water books so don't drink like that relax <laughs> Just take a sip. Some of you don't know what sip is. A small tea that you are doing in the morning. That one. Hey! You don't even have a tea cup in your house. You have bones here, bones here, and kruwa. Big, big cups. Huh? Some people even put tea in bowls. Bowl. 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 How will you drink it? Would you? Oh no. You look at it. The same way they drink uh, soup after eating. That's the same way they drink tea. To a swa or the same mean As if a native doctor has given you herbal medicine to, to what is wrong with you? Relax. Amen. Africans, we abuse everything. <laughs> Even small communion wine crowd they are taking, it has become a fight. Communion wine. Music has an answer me. Are you serious? This matter, Paul had to address it to. Paul, had to, I think in the book of 2 Corinthians 11 or so, Paul had to address this matter in, in the church of Corinth. They were fighting over communion. Amen. The Lord's Supper does not mean Go and ask the Lord. He'll tell you how his supper is like. There's no banku and tilapia. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the tilapia on your banku, that's covered the whole bowl. Tilapia. And you sit down and sum your leg. You get two telly. 
you get Hollandia. Only you. By the time we come back, we are seeing only the fish bones. Drink water and drink Hollandia and do air. And after they want to say, Lord Jesus, you will vomit. You will vomit. You will vomit. Lord, wait, Lord Jesus. May the Lord help us and grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Please, God willing, this night we are going to meet for priesthood session. So get ready. Recently, we have been battling with the network. I don't know why MTN people are doing that. We have used their money to sponsor Ghana. To play football, two million dollars. Third of them to invest it in their network. Two million AP. All right. All right. So please, the Lord is going to be a great blessing to us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. So please keep sending in your pot points, your gifts. So that um, we will will just experience the glory of God and also receive our silver badge for next month. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep all of you strong. Don't also forget that God willing, this Friday is mega one word from the Lord. Invite your friends and loved ones. The Lord is going to speak to us prophetically and our lives will definitely turn around you come with amazing testimonies in the mighty name of the lord jesus amen god bless you and keep all of you strong i'm going to upload the message right after here so if you really want to um, go over again you can also go and download it god bless you and keep all of you strong friday 7 p.m holy ghost time mega one word from the lord don't miss it god bless you in jesus mighty name Amen. All right. We shall meet at exactly 12 a.m. GMT. Shalom. God bless you, man of God, Adam Fopa. Eric, the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Please, when is Dana playing the ball um, tomorrow? When? Which time? Four p.m. Okay. All right. The Lord will help us. Someone said, please pray for black stars. I have to check and see if our win will promote the kingdom of God. If not, I won't pray. (laughs) If Ghana wins and it doesn't promote God's kingdom, what is my business in that one? Alright, God bless us all and keep all of us strong. We shall meet. God bless you. Shalom. Bye-bye.